Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Bryce Young, and Desmond Ritter all made costly mistakes during their loss on Sunday. But after the game, they all admitted to it being their fault and where they made a mistake during the game. What about in our own life? Are we willing to own up and say, my bad, I blew it? Let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It podcast, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truth. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about! Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's the best day ever. Here is the president of Unpacking It Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack parallels, metaphors, and topics in sports that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson, joined by Luke Heaton on today's episode. We are unpacking four young quarterbacks and the comments they made after the game that they lost. Was it all their fault? Uh, Maybe not, but it was a lot their fault. They made some key mistakes, and so we're going to talk about that and how they responded to those mistakes and how that relates to our own lives. Uh, Thanks to everybody watching on YouTube. Uh, Hopefully you enjoy the the studio and you get to see us and all all of you that listen. Hopefully you enjoy the sounds, the sounds of the show. Uh, Everybody listening on Spotify and Apple, we appreciate you as well. And, And many of you catch us on social media. It's good to see you. Well, you see me. I can't see you, but social media, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, glad to be with you there as well. You can email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. And while you're on the website, unpackingit.com, you can subscribe to our devotional. goes out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and it goes directly to your inbox, and it's the same type of topics that we discuss here on the show. So, uh, so be sure to check that out. Also, if you feel led to support our ministry, to support Unpacking It Ministries, support this podcast, you can go to unpackingit.com and donate. And you can become a monthly donor. Uh, you can support us throughout the year. We, we greatly appreciate you and, and all of our donors uh, that, that allow us to do this, that allow us to challenge, encourage, and inspire sports fans to follow Jesus and become more like him. And so uh, we need you, and, and we appreciate you. Um, we also want to thank our sponsor. So Sugar Creek, they help support this show as well. Sugar Creek Coffee. Here is an empty bag. And actually, this morning had the last, last drop, last drop of, uh, of this uh, early bird uh, bag and, and now started a, a new bag. And, and Luke, I don't know how you handle this as we say hello to you, uh, but the final, you know, the final scoop of the, the old bag and then the, the, the first scoop of the new bag, today I pretty much had like one and a half and then a half. So it makes it a little bit different of a flavor, but you know it's fine. It's still it's still delicious. It's Sugar Creek coffee, so it's still a win. Uh, but but uh, you know that transition is always a little tricky too. How do you handle that? Yeah, still a win. Uh, I'm fresh off an order yesterday. Ooh, ordered nice. uh, the decaf, so we could have some uh, oh. some evening uh, evening drinks, uh, and then we ordered the the Sugar Creek just classic blend. It's a medium roast. Mm, um, yep. so excited, yep. you know, Madeline's more of a medium dark roast. Um, so we're going to go the medium roast route, uh, for our next, uh, two bags, but looking forward to those coming in the mail, uh, any day now. 
in the nice Sugar Creek box. It's always lovely. Yeah, uh, you see it on the see it on the doorstep, and it's a uh, it's a real treat. So if you would like to experience that excitement and joy and flavorful taste, check out SugarCreekCoffee.com. SugarCreekCoffee.com. Use the promo code Unpack, and uh, we appreciate you uh, supporting them as they support us. Uh, so again, SugarCreekCoffee.com. It's fresh. It's roasted coffee delivered to your door. All right. So the NFL has now finished up four weeks of the season and you look across the league and who are the top teams? You got the chiefs. Who do they have? Patrick Mahomes. You got the bills. Who do they have? Josh Allen. Uh, the chargers are playing well with, with Justin Herbert. Well, they're playing, they're playing well enough to win. They've, they've got the talent. That's a whole nother story, but, but Herbert's lighting it up playing well. Yep. Uh, and so we know all the premier quarterbacks, uh, even Lamar Jackson has overall been good so far for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these are the guys. These are the guys. And then at the bottom of the league, we're trying to figure out, okay, is this young quarterback the guy? Is is he going to, to take the next steps forward? The Jets, they're in that situation with Zach Wilson. And he played a little bit better this week, uh, lost to the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. His best game ever, statistically. Uh, it was it, you felt a little more comfortable if you're if you're a Jets fan, but still, does he have a, have enough? Um, I was at the Panthers Vikings game, and it was actually my first game in person in a number of years, and hmm. so it was fun to be back, um, but also disappointing to watch the Panthers offense and their inability to score a touchdown. The defense scored a couple field goals, but the offense could not do it, and so a lot of questions surrounding Bryce Young. You go up to Chicago, Justin Fields, tough first three weeks, but played much better in week four against Denver. <laughs> Lit it up. Yet he still loses. Yep. Uh, down in Atlanta, Desmond Ritter, eh, eh, kind of a tough game against Lon- against the Jags in, in London. So all four of these quarterbacks, you know, a few glimpses here or there that, that show promise, but ultimately a lot of question marks. And then this specific game that we'll talk about on Sunday they were all losses. And for the most part, the quarterback was the problem, at least at the end of the game, because they had a costly mistake. It was their fault. It was their bad. They, they blew it toward the end. Justin Fields, interception. Zach Wilson, fumble. Uh, Bryce Young, fumble. Desmond Ritter, multiple mistakes. Um unable to, to to come back uh against Jacksonville. So w- first off, when you think of these four quarterbacks, what's kind of your your viewpoint of of them and and maybe someone in particular that jumps out to you? Prior to answering that, I just want to quickly ask you, mm. what was your celebration during the Panthers pick 6? Did did you have a go-to was it a classic fist bump? Was it a, a beating the chest? It, it was a repeated fist bump. <laughs> And I'm not a huge high five guy. Hey, give me a high five. But I threw a high five to my buddy, Ryan. I did. I did. I, I, he, got a, he got a high five. I initiated. Nice. I, I don't always initiate, but that was a big time play because yep. the Vikings were about to score and, and, and Panthers interception, 99 yards. Uh, it was beautiful. So, uh, so big, big play for, for was it the high five or it's the unfortunate where you, you high five and hold on a little too long, or is it the, the contact breakaway. Very clean. Okay. Very clean. Good high five. Solid. Yeah. Back nice. to I think maybe I maybe I threw one more fist bump. Nice. Uh, but that was that was jump out of your seat and uh yeah. 
Yeah, I wanted to ask because that's one of the plays of the weekend that you got to see in person, which is pretty cool. And it was right at us. We were in that end zone area. Oh, neat. Yeah, cool. um, Um, But yeah, about these uh, young quarterbacks, the Zach Wilson thing is interesting to me. I I think Rex Ryan had a a take uh, maybe Monday, but... It was he was basically saying, "Don't give up on Zach Wilson because mm. the talent is there, but he's just not able to see the field yet." It was it was a comparison. He, it was basically an indictment on Mac Jones. <laughs> the whole segment was Mac Jones just doesn't have the arm talent, the skill set to be able to progress, mm. but Zach Wilson has the arm talent. It's just he's not able to read defenses at this point. So if he's able to progress in that regard. He has, I guess it seems to be Zach Wilson's a really low floor but high ceiling guy because the talent's there, but he <clears throat> mentally being able to do what Aaron Rodgers does, who has the arm talent, but also is steps ahead of defenses. Um, and for him to be able to have zero interceptions was a huge deal. So I'm intrigued to see how he develops this year. To, I mean, he's going to be the guy all season long, we think. So. Uh. I don't know how he has. I'm he, not. I'm not a believer. The I know potentials better, there, but but I think it, it comes down to you look at a young quarterback like C.J. Stroud, no interceptions through four weeks, and so that's such a rare thing, and so that should be celebrated. But these guys that we're talking about today, they fumble, they intercept, you know, interceptions. It, it's it's mistakes, and and so you. You, you're patient with him because even last night I was watching the Manning brothers. Peyton Manning threw a ton of interceptions his first year. 28, I think, and, is what he said. And, and so it's like it's really hard to 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 judge to say, well, wait, why why is this guy turning the ball over? Can we trust him? Do, do we continue to go with him? Okay, we're seeing the progression. We're seeing him get better. He's making less mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Justin Fields, it was like, man, we're he's looking great three quarters, and then fourth quarter, it's like, what happened? Yeah. So it, 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 it makes it hard for fans and coaches to, to figure out, okay, is this our guy? And, and wait, why is he making so many mistakes and what's going on? And so anyway, it's all, it's, it, that's part of the, part of the uh, evaluation process, but yeah. here's what we want to focus on today because we, we as fans can sort of judge and figure, you know, oh man, why is he turning the ball over? All four of these guys after the game owned their mistakes. And to me, that's a real positive because then now all of a sudden we can say, okay, all right, he's making some mistakes, but he gets it. He's willing to acknowledge it. He's willing mm-hmm. to say, all right, it was my fault. Now we can get better. And so here, here were some of the comments after the game. Uh, Justin Fields said uh, about that interception, all in all, it's my fault. It comes down to being my fault. I got to be better for the team in that situation. Bryce Young, after his key fumble that turned out to be a scoop and score for the Vikings. He says, turning the ball over is something we talk about a lot, and that was a huge, huge swing of the game. That's solely, single-handedly on me. It's stuff we talked about. That's no one else but me. Desmond Ritter, who threw two interceptions, including a pick six, he owned up to his turnovers, confessing, I did a terrible job of taking care of the ball. And, and then Zach Wilson, uh, the key fumble in the fourth, it's on me. Critical situation. I can't have a play like that. I cannot drop the ball. This team is sacrificing a lot. Guys were making plays. Defense was making plays. O-line was protecting. Receivers were making plays. To be driving right there, to drop a snap, I cannot do that. I lost us that game, and I cannot do that. I was making it clear to those guys 
that I need to be better. I need to be better on the little things. The details can't happen. So on one end, it's like, man, these guys are you know, making mistakes, keep, keep points. Do you stick with Desmond Ritter or do you try Taylor Heineke? Uh, Andy Dalton looked a little better than Bryce Young, but Bryce Young's the number one pick. They're building the whole franchise around him. They're all in on him. They traded up to yeah. get him. They're kind of stuck with him, the Panthers. Um, Zach Wilson, that's who they went with as their backup to Rodgers. He's out for the year. That's their guy. So if they're willing to acknowledge where they screwed up, where it was their fault in the game, now, okay, how do they get better? What happens the next time? How, how do they you know, improve on these little things? Um, how do they secure the ball better next time? How do they, how do they recognize? We talked about this last week with Tua Tungavailoa. He, he was kind of learning, all right, I made a mistake in week two. Here's how I'm going to fix it in week three. Uh, the Dolphins are a whole other side of the story, too. They, they had a little slip back yeah. with the Bills. Um, but, we're, but we've seen Tua grow. Like, we've seen him get better. Will these guys do that as well? And but sometimes you see, rather than owning up your own mistakes, sometimes you get the generic vanilla. You know, a, a reporter asks a player after the game about a specific mistake they made that potentially dictated the outcome of the game. And the player will respond, you know, you know, one mistake's not going to lo- win or lose a game. You know, we, we right. need to be better. Uh, you know, we all make mistakes. We need to be better. And it's a lot of the we, but there's no acknowledgement of, yeah, no, that was, that was a total error on my end, and I need to not do that. So there, the owning up to the mistakes isn't necessarily always the outcome of some of these interviews after games. That's right. People don't all, players don't always own up to that. No. And so I appreciate all four of these guys in the same week kind of doing that. And because the alternative is this, you shift the blame. And to your point about the, we, uh, you make absurd excuses. You know, you just yeah. sort of, Oh, this happened. You know, I blame the offensive line, whatever. Um, or you deny what you did. Like you just mm-hmm. sort of avoid the question. I'm not answering that. I'm not talking about it. And, and you don't, Admit it. Yeah, players will be disgruntled towards reporters for sometimes oh, yeah. asking these specific questions about their mistakes. That's it's right. Like, oh, you can't even respond to a question about it? Like, That's right. Ah, come on. That's a good point. So for these guys to be able to you know, humbly say, it's on me. I did a terrible job. It's my fault. That's no one else but me. And, and so then they're able to honestly evaluate what happened, make the improvements, and it, it shows accountability to the, you know, to the media, which is fine, whatever, but really the accountability to their teammates mm-hmm. and, and versus throwing teammates under the bus or anything like that. And, and so I, I think I'm not necessarily in on any of the, excuse me, I'm getting emotional thinking about Bryce Young. Um, <laughs> I'm not in on any four of these guys necessarily. Um, I, I actually wanted the Panthers to draft Justin Fields. So I, I, I'm not totally out on fields. I think in the right situation, he might, he might be okay. I'm not ready to totally write him off just yet. Yeah. But the other three guys, I just don't see it. I, I, I haven't come around on those three guys. But yeah. the fact that they, can, that they are showing good leadership and accountability yep. gives them hope, gives them a chance. I want to bring up another example. that didn't happen this week, but maybe two weeks ago. I think Kirk Cousins also did this really well, really well recently. Threw a ball to Jefferson. Jefferson caught it, fumbled yep. through the back of the end zone. They were asking him about that after the game on, you know, I think the question was something about should 
Jefferson of dough for the pylon. What do you think he should have done? And Kirk took it a different direction and said, man, all I'm thinking, if I just placed that ball right on his chest, if it was a more accurate pass, would he have had to bobble it? Would he have had more control? And it wouldn't have been fumbled. So that one's on me. And Kirk made it all about how he could have done better, which I thought was incredible leadership. And for a receiver to hear your quarterback saying that on, you know, I could have thrown that ball, you know, six inches more accurately. It's not his fault for being aggressive. I thought that was that was a really cool way to answer that question from Kirk. Leadership. That's that's a vet, that's a veteran doing it. And so uh, these four young guys. Yeah, that's that's great as well. So it's a good start for them. But but why, why we want to bring this up today is we want to translate this to to our own lives. And <laughs> we know that, that we make mistakes. Oftentimes, you know, we, we, we blow it. We turn the ball over, so to speak. We, we fail at key moments in life. And, and we then have the choice to either shift the blame, make absurd excuses or own what we did and say, yeah, yeah, I'm the problem. It's my fault. My bad. It's on me. And, and so what does that rhythm look like in our lives? How how much pride is there that that we have to evaluate to say, I'm not willing to admit that that's my, that's, that's my wife's fault. That's my coworker's fault. That's my boss's fault. That's my neighbor's fault. Where do we come out on that? And so pride versus humility, acknowledging, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm the problem. Um, and, and then when it comes to really as a life as, as a follower of Jesus, understanding sort of this, okay, I'm broken, I'm a, I'm a sinful man, yet I rest in Jesus' grace. I've received his grace. I continue to rest in that grace, yet, 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 and I confess when I do blow it because I'm still living in this earthly body, this broken world. Uh, sin does pop up in my life. Am I willing to confess those things to the Lord and then also confess to other people, uh, especially when we've, we've hurt them, uh, but also this level of accountability is a key spiritual discipline and rhythm of life where we have someone we trust. We say, hey, I'm struggling with this. I just blew it in this area. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I did that. Here, here's what happened. It was my fault. It was my bad. You know, I'm the problem. Um, and so what, what initially comes to mind for you, Luke, as we, as we dive into this? Yeah, many directions. Uh, in, incredibly important topic um, as Christians because confession should be a it, it is a pattern of people who are following Jesus. Certainly, <laughs> the initial confession to God of "I am a sinner, I need forgiveness of sin," and the first time you really trust in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus on your behalf, confession is necessarily part of that. But then the life of confessing sin. And I think it's important to note, confession is not a way to ensure forgiveness. The lifelong, as we're we're following Jesus, I need to confess so that I may be forgiven. No, confession then to, it's it's agreeing that this is sin and that I Mm. have been forgiven. Mm. Because the reality is, if, if we must confess every sin in order to be forgiven, We'll never be forgiven because there's sins that we're not even aware of that we're doing, mm. sins of commission, <clears throat> sins of omission. But when the Spirit brings to mind, hey, this is sin in your life, 
Mm. When you're reading the word and the spirit shows you, hey, no, th this what you th something you haven't been doing or something you've been doing, this is sin. Now I confess. Happened to me this morning, Luke. Happened yeah. to me this morning. <laughs> I confess not so that God may forgive me because he's already forgiven me in Christ Jesus. Mm. I confess, which is God, I agree this is sin. Thank you that you have forgiven me in Christ. Mm. And it's I'm fellowshipping with God, but that's a lifelong rhythm of following Jesus is confession. Amen. Well said and very important for us to to grasp that. And and so let's go to the Bible. First John 1 9 tells us if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from from all unrighteousness. And and so going back to yeah salvation, admitting that we are sinners in need of a savior. And then continuing to acknowledge, yeah, you forgive me, I'm forgiven. Here's where I blew it. Here, here, here's, here's what I, you know, need to be cleansed from. And, and thank you for forgiving me. Thank, thank you. Thank you for your forgiveness. Um, and then as far as the confession to one another uh, and kind of the accountability with teammates type of thing, uh, James 5.16, therefore confess your sins to one another, pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person person has great power as it is working. And, and so it's healing when, when we confess. And then, you know, people come alongside us and they, 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 they help us and pray with us. And, and, you know, we, we don't just confess and, oh man, yeah, man, I blew it again. I'm, I'm the worst. Oh man, forget me. Oh man, I, I just can't get it right. Well, that's part of it. But then, then, then it's okay. I gotta, I gotta repent from this, and so we don't laugh about it. Or you're laughing at my impression, but we're not <laughs> laughing like, about. Are you are you impersonating your fellow classmates in Mountain Town, <laughs> App State? Is that what everyone people. sounded like? These are my people. I'm a southern. <laughs> I'm a southern guy that was that was raised that was raised by northern parents. So I have a northern <laughs> voice. But man, I'm a southern guy deep down. That's what's happening, man. <laughs> so um, that's who I am. These are my people. Uh, but, but, but we can, we can sort of, well, I'm, I'm, oh yeah, I'll admit when I'm wrong, but, but we don't just stay there. We, we confess yep. and then we repent. Mm -hmm. We, we improve, we grow, we allow transformation in our lives. We allow people to come alongside us. Like I was saying to help, you know, encourage us forward. Hey man, yep. all right, you, you, you blew it this week, but you're making progress. Keep going, keep going. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we need that in our lives. And, and so it's, it's confessing, Hey man, last week was awesome. This week ah, I took a step back. I, I, I blew it in this, in that area again. And, and so, and then they, you know, someone can remind you, Hey, you're forgiven. God loves you. This is, you know, rest in his grace and keep going. Don't, st don't stay in that sin, move forward. Uh, you know, continue to grow. So yeah, two things I want to comment there. I'm really glad you brought those things up. First is, uh, just to, Reiterate, reiterate what you're saying. Here's a quote from Enduring Word Commentary. Confession to another in the body of Christ is essential because sin will demand to have us to itself isolated from all others. The, the enemy of confession is, is Satan wanting to keep us isolated in sin. And, and there was a, a, a profound time in my life where this has happened. You know, in college, I uh, was wrestling with... Uh, so, uh, some sin, and I for a while I was just kind of keeping it to myself. Finally, though, uh, eventually the Spirit just gave me the courage uh, just to confess to one of my roommates. And I, I'm not a huge crier. 
I, I don't cry that often, but we just wept together. Mm. I, I started tearing up while confessing to him. He started crying as I was confessing to him, and then we just both started weeping together. But what was so powerful is that now that it's out in the open, now healing can happen. Mm. Now I'm no longer isolated. So there's, there's power and that someone else has been made aware. Obviously, we, we should pray. We first sin against God, so we should confess to him. But confessing right. to a believer in the body of Christ is powerful. Now someone can pray for us. Now someone, to your point earlier, can hold us accountable. Now there's, there's practical steps of moving forward in it. And I just reflect on that you know, as we're preparing for the show. That's still one of the more just impactful times of the mm. Spirit moving in my life of the fruit of confessing mm. to another Christian mm. and now walking forward in that. Um, and I just quickly want to comment on your what you said about repentance. I think that's the difference between confession and repentance is confession is just acknowledging I've done wrong. But repentance, there's a really helpful acronym from an author, Heath Lambert. It's CAR, C-A-R. So repentance is confession, confessing your sin. Like First John 1, I confess your sins, you'll be forgiven. Um, affirm, affirm what God says about you. You're forgiven in Christ Jesus. God loves you. And then request, request God's grace to move forward, uh, to find healing, to find freedom. So confess, affirm, request. That is like the whole system of repentance, because repentance mm. is not just confessing, but turning away. Right. Um, but a lot of people get stuck in the confession. Like you were saying, oh, yeah, I blew it. Yeah. But then there's nothing done about it. That's right. Yeah. No, because and you know, even even at at home around the house with with silly things, it's like, oh yeah, that was my fault. I should I should have, whatever. Closed closed yeah. the drawer. So imagine or, what a teammate if if Bryce Young develops a pattern of, because now it's great. He's owning his mistakes as a as a rookie. Oh, great, showing great leadership. His teammates are thinking, oh, that's great. Our our QB one, our future of the franchise is able to own his mistakes. Yep. But what happens if it's just yeah, he owns his mistakes, but we haven't actually seen him. That's right. Watch more film in that area, or he has like he's making no progress. So then it's just like ah, the confession isn't really meaningful anymore. No, because yeah, what kind of drills is he doing to protect the ball? And you know, yeah. you know, people that that fumble, running backs often do that. You know, there's drills and just kind of habits that you start forming. That hey, I got to hang yeah. on to this ball more, and you're more intentional about it. So yeah, so will Bryce Young do that? That that type of thing. So I think that's a great uh, point and. You know, the other thing to parallel this is by acknowledging for a quarterback, hey, you know, I blew it. They're not in denial. They're not acting like they're the perfect player. And, you know, well, I'm the reason that we are even in this game. And if it wasn't for me, you'd lose by two touchdowns and all that. No, it's like, hey, it was my fault. I blew it. I'm, I, it was a costly inter interception at a key time. And then for us, we have to be careful, especially if we've been followers of Jesus for a while, to start thinking like, oh man, I'm 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 good, I'm perfect. You know, that nah, we don't really think we're perfect, but that mentality of yeah, yeah, I don't make mistakes, I'm good, I don't have sin in my life. That's a dangerous place to go to. Mm -hmm. And we're in denial of certain things, or we've we've overlooked things for so long and not dealt with them that we've sort of just justified, accepted, and it's just sort of part of who we are, and we don't think anything of it anymore. Mm -hmm. So you have to be careful with those things. And, and allowing the Holy Spirit as he prompts to, hey, this show reveals in his word, 
uh, in God's word, hey, this is actually sin in your life. Let it, let it go. Admit it. Confess. Move forward. Repent. Just yeah. like we've been talking about. Um, and so 1 John 1, 8 says in the Amplified, if we say we have no sin, refusing to admit that we are sinners, we delude ourselves and the truth is not in us. His word does not live in our hearts. And, and so that's probably speaking more to, you know, the, the, the first acknowledgement of, hey, I'm a sinner. I need a savior. I need Jesus. Um, but I think also as we grow in our faith too, the idea that, oh, I don't have any sin in my life. Hopefully that's not the case. Like we got to, we got to understand that, hey, we, we are sinners and we're pursuing holiness though. We're, we're pursuing yep. Jesus and following him. And, and so there should be less and less sin, you know, in our lives. Also though, we recognize more and more areas of sin too. That's the key. That's the key. You're growing in God's word and you understand, wow, there there are still areas in my life. There is a lot of pride in this area. Yeah. When we're new believers, there's likely a lot of just overt sin, sinful lifestyles we've been living. How you talk, easy behavior, you know, surface level behaviors. Yes. And as the spirit sanctifies us, those start to diffuse as we're made more like Christ. But I think it's so important that you said this. The longer we follow Jesus, the more we see the depth of our sin. Mm. Now, those, those, those obvious ones, when we first come to Christ, hopefully are not there anymore because we've made more like Jesus. But though we're more obedient, more faithful by God's grace, God continues to show us, no, your sin goes way deeper than what you first thought when you first uh, repented of your sin. It goes, you're, you're, the depth of our brokenness, we, be, we continue to be made more aware of that. So we have a lifelong pattern of confession and repentance. Not, yeah, first few years I repented a lot. Yeah, last 10 years, not, nothing really. It's like, oh my gosh, I don't know if you're getting it. Because our sin runs deep. And, and let me just, the, the obvious compliment to that, that we have to just hit home and, and, and rest in this truth. We realize the depth of our sin, and then we continue to realize the depth of God's love and grace. Yeah. And, and we, 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 swim, we swim in the depth of that. And it's like we, we, we go deeper and deeper in his love, deeper in his grace, the more that we, we know him and follow him. And, and, and we're, we're amazed that, man, just how much he loves me despite how broken and sinful I am. Mm-hmm. And so it's this, it, the more we kind of learn about our, ourselves and our sinfulness, then the, 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 hopefully the more we're learning about him and it lifts our eyes to him mm-hmm. and it lifts our eyes to go, wow. And then we want to live for him more and more because of how much he's forgiven us and how much he loves yeah. us and the grace that just, he just continues to pour on us. And it's like, man, I, I blew it again, but I just, I rest in your love and your grace. And I, I'm amazed by that. And yep. so it's, uh, that's the life that we're living as followers of Jesus. It's like um, that Tim Keller quote. I mean, major paraphrase here, but we're more sinful than we'll ever know, but we're also more loved than we'll ever know. Yep. And that, yep. that tension there, that, that both are true. Yes. So Let's uh we, we we can echo Psalm 32 5. Good verse here. It says, I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. And so let's acknowledge, let's confess, and there's healing in that. 
There's freedom in that. We, we, we move past the shame because the longer we hold on to our, to our sin, shame and, and other kind of negative things start happening to us. Mm -hmm. uh, but man, we, we come before the Lord and in, in humility, man, I blew it. We come before other people, man, I blew it. My fault, my bad. I'm the problem. Yep. Um, I, uh, I read a good book one time, Kyle Eidelman, uh, the end of me. Um, I just remember going through that season two. Like I had to, I had to come to grips where there's certain areas of my life. It's like, no, I'm the problem. Like I need to change. Like I'm the one that needs to change. Yeah. Not, not even circumstances or other people. I was like, no, and I, these are, there are key character issues or integrity issues or, or you know, sin in my life that has to change mm -hmm. in order for God to, uh, you know, open me up to new opportunities and, and to, to, to maximize, you know, gifts and talents that, that he's given me, I, I got to let go of some of this stuff, but I'm the problem. Yeah. Um, and so are we willing to do that mm -hmm. and, uh, and get the coaching, you know, these quarterbacks, they gotta, they gotta admit that get, get help from their teammates, get help and teaching from the coaches. Do we have, again, coaches in our lives, teammates in our lives. It goes back to that too. Yeah. Um, and, and no, a deeper again, understanding. No isolation. Of work. Uh, and again, yeah, to balance, I'm the problem, but also there's no, there's no call to sit in self condemnation because yeah. Romans eight one there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That is true. So yes, we do own up. I'm the problem here. Mm -hmm. I, I am the problem. Jesus had to die for me, yep. and my sin nailed him to the cross. And yet, I'm not supposed to sit in self condemnation as if this false humility or let me beat myself up. Yeah. No. Yes, I'm the problem, but God, thank you that you paid it for me. Mm. And that you see me, you see Christ's righteousness covering me. Amen. That is true. And and then asking, hey, help me the next time so I don't yes. fall back into this. So that and I God wants grow. to. He's not, oh, again, you want me to help you with this? No, God loves to save sinners and he wants to give us wisdom. Like and he wants to make us more like his son. That's right grow in that in that maturity um so from the quarterback standpoint we'll see if these guys uh grow grow and develop uh but but more importantly in our own lives uh let's be willing to, to confess admit acknowledge repent grow mature and uh rest in god's grace and love so hopefully that's uh challenging encouraging to all of us today thank you so much for listening good stuff out of luke uh, appreciate that encouragement and uh Lord willing, we'll be back uh, next week as we continue to yeah, really talk NFL this time of year. Uh, a lot going on in college football, though. We have to sneak some, some college football talk as well. I'm wearing my App State hat today. Uh, big 50-yard uh, field goal for the win uh, this past Saturday. But, uh, but anyway, if you haven't listened to the Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast, make sure you check that out as well. It's uh, in a separate feed uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. So check out the Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast. We go even more in-depth into uh, the NFL and fantasy football specifically. Uh, Harrison Zuckerberg joins me for that. Uh, but thank you so much for listening today. I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. And we'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast.